You're listening to the Dive Bomb Podcast. G'day and welcome to episode 47 of the Dive Bomb Podcast. Coming up on Milestone episode 50, fired up that we haven't missed a single race so far and we will not miss this race review of the 2022 Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, Although it's a little late, I think better late than never and also we'll be able to chat a lot more about Monza in this episode so we'll be giving our short little preview for the race this weekend as well. So thanks for uh, tuning in as always and I'm here with the trifecta complete again with my two co-hosts, Varun, I'll go to you first. Missed you last weekend on the review, but how we doing? Doing well. Back and uh, rested up, you know, took a little hiatus. Yeah. But I was going to say, I think this is the, f- I can't remember. It feels like it's been a while since we've all three recorded together in person. Yeah. Well, since the summer break, right? I oh, feel that's like. right. Yeah. yeah. The summer yeah. Break. And then I think the last one before the summer break, I think we may have done over Zoom. We might have. We might have. Hungry? Hungry? Yeah, was that hungry? Would you have COVID then? I don't know. I think we were in person for hungry, but we, yeah, we certainly, better. we certainly, I'm thinking like, for all everyone that obviously doesn't follow Canadian weather, we're going to be coming up on fall. So like the weekends are going to be less busy, which means we're going to actually be able to watch races together. Because the last two years, we've been able to watch like majority of races together. I feel like this summer, we've maybe watched like two. So uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, (laughs) it might be pushing it as well. So it's been a really busy summer over here with us, which is a good thing. Obviously, we want to make sure because Canadians, we have to hibernate in our igloos in the winter. So (laughs) We get to watch the last half of the year here. You know, most of the time we don't have stuff going on on the weekend. So for the majority of the races, and I, I shouldn't speak too soon because I know we won't be able to watch all of them together. But for the majority of the ones coming in the fall slash winter, we'll be able to watch together. But good to have you back on, obviously, to chat about um, Zandvoort, which was a pretty decent race, I'd say, all in all. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously to ch- t- chat about Monza because Monza, we've seen two magical Monza races the last two years. Are we going to get a third? We're going to chat about that as well. So, uh, James, how are you feeling coming into the Monza weekend? Just excited as we are? Uh, first of all, Monza's fantastic. NFL season opener. or Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a good time to be a sports fan. It is big time, a good time to be a sports so fan. we're doing well. We are uh, cramming this in between Thursday night football as Thursday night football over in North America is obviously massive. So we're going to be watching that at, right after this podcast. So... Uh, yeah, but let's not let's not skimp out on the, the Dutch Grand Prix because it was a really good weekend. And then I am really excited to chat with you guys about Monza because I feel like if there's any kind of spice that we're going to see for the rest of this season, this weekend will be it. So I'm excited to see what you guys have uh, for takes and also just Monza is my favorite circuit. So yeah, you told me you were watching yeah. it last year's race this morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I'm just like high on the magic still because I watched the 2021 race with Daniel Ricciardo taking a win. Obviously, seems super weird to look back on that now and like think about everything that's gone yeah, you on. Never know, could pull a repeat and maybe get his contract uh, extended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean his contract's definitely in the toilet, but the ma- it would be hilarious and awesome if he he won maybe, this year. I mean, McLaren might have a spot for him in IndyCar <laughs> <laughs> or as a reserve driver. Yeah. But he would just never take that, which I respect. I feel like yeah, he, he yeah, knows what he's worth. He's gonna either sit out or go at F one. So. Um, we will shall see obviously there's no news confirmed on that yet so we'll see where Danny's future is and that's something that obviously James and I chatted about a lot in the last episode so if you're looking for more of our takes on that you can go back and listen to a bit of the previous episode of the podcast Uh, but yeah let's get into the Dutch Grand Prix obviously going back to Zandvoort for the second time in two years 
uh, you know, the um, banked corners that we see there were always interesting last year. We were even more excited to see them this year as, you know, the downforce regulations changed a lot going into 2022 to see how those cars were going to handle around uh, this circuit. And it was also looked like it was going to be a circuit where we'd have like more of the top teams be competitive um, because, you know, there's been circuits this year that obviously we've seen power hungry circuits where Red Bull has just been dominant. So we were thinking, you know, this will be a little bit more even of a playing field. And we definitely did see a good battle when it comes to the win and then also the podium. So um, not much to touch on when it comes to the Saturday stuff. Obviously watching a quality lap around this circuit is really yeah. something to behold as it's like, again, the bank corners and everything like that. Um, not too much different kind of from what we've seen in the norm. Uh, you know, Danny Rick out in Q1, out in Q2. We see, <laughs> we've been seeing that all year. The Aston Martins, most of them, most of the time not making it out where we saw Vettel go out in, in Q1. Stroll, decided to Stroll did decide to change it up and take Vettel's position and yeah. actually move into Q3. Yeah. But then just did the Aston Martin move and just literally broke down, couldn't even get his run in. Yeah, exactly. No time. <laughs> um, and then the big thing that we were looking at going to the weekend was how close, how much closer was Ferrari going to be to pole because we saw in spa with that power hungry circuit just how dominant the red bull was but we were hoping that either ferrari or maybe even mercedes was going to challenge for the pole position here in zandvoort um but obviously you got max driving at the best level we've seen in his career at home which obviously they always say is worth a couple tens and with max there as well um being in the form he is he was able to take pull from Charles, not by too much. They were um, really within a tenth of a second of each other, but he did end up taking it. And um, we were still set up for a decent race for the grid. And Zanvoort's also a track where you think there's probably going to be a safety car because of how close the walls are as well. So we were still set up for a pretty good race. Um, I honestly did not expect Max Max to take pull here. I, I thought it was going to be a Ferrari or maybe even a Mercedes pole just by the way that the track was laid out. But, uh, Varun, were you surprised seeing Max on pole? I mean, how could you be at this point in the year? But Yeah, I mean, like you said, looking at a circuit, if it if there had to be a circuit that's going to favor the Red Bulls a little bit less than the other two teams, especially Ferrari a bit more, this would be it. But, I mean, I feel like any given weekend, Max is always on for pole. It yeah. doesn't matter to the circuit at this point, really. It also helps when uh, he's got a teammate running some blocks for him. Yeah. Oh yes. Blocking 100%. out the Mercedes for getting a good run, run out of it. I was, I was just gonna say that, like the fact that they're mm-hmm. within a tenth of pole, but we also didn't get to see the last run. Yeah. yeah. It's a very good point, James. We had, uh, I mean, everyone jokes it was a park job by Checo, but coming out of the last <laughs> corner, we kind of got the drama. We thought all the drama this weekend was gonna be on Saturday, but it turned out that there was actually a little bit more on Sunday than there was on Saturday, mm-hmm. thanks to Checo, as we didn't really get to see the last run. So provisional pole was enough for Max to go through. Uh, that is a very th- important thing to note, though. Would a Ferrari have taken that pole if Checo didn't park? We, you'll never know. But I honestly think they were on for it. But um, you'll, we'll never know. And kind of, it still set us up for a good race because we knew yeah. that Ferrari had good pace. You know, we, we knew, and even Mercedes had some pace going into this weekend. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely like I told you guys, I watched Monza today, so I have a little bit of Monza on the mind. But I do want to go back and make sure we kind of hit the major points of this race and don't brush over it because as much as it was like another max win I think there was other parts to the story that are pretty you know interesting to go over so Mm -hmm. um lap one we were set up with a grid for the first time in a while I feel like where we saw Charles and Max going into the first corner together I feel like 
you know, there's been a lot of times where, especially with the mix up in the grids the last few races, we haven't normally seen that battle. Um, so it was good to see like we were ready for a Charles Max battle again, which is something we saw like early in the year. Uh, so we were excited for that. And then you have Carlos and Lewis on the second row and Lando and George on the third row. So we were looking at like a pretty decent battle and something that we were like more familiar with too. Like we're more familiar with seeing Lando up there early in races, you know, from last year and stuff like that. So we were excited to see what went on. Uh, into turn one, Max got a really good getaway as expected in this circuit. And then uh, Charles as well. They kind of got a clean getaway together. Then we had a bit of contact between Lewis and Carlos. Uh, Lewis went down the inside and I watched the replay today actually before we recorded and like he actually took a decent little hit. Carlos took a decent little hit on his mm-hmm. side pod, side pod yeah. to get it uh, when Lewis came into that corner. But uh, so I think there was a little bit of damage there. And then Lewis obviously risking like another DNF uh, in two, this would have been two races that we've seen a DNF on the first lap yeah. from Lewis, which how shocking is it? Like this guy does not DNF. Like if you looked at his stats, like he just is one of the guys that never really DNFs. We saw two risky moves. You can tell he really wants that first win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just showing that like maybe the car he has now, he needs to take a few more risks to kind of get himself up there. For and sure. Get in the mix versus where he was over the last like better part of a decade yeah. with that other Mercedes. is always kind of hinting to what Fernando said previously. He's always in first. Yeah. Now he's in the mix a little bit more. You know, a couple more cars he's got to drive through. So it's like always fighting a little bit more and trying to get up there. But yeah, it's, he doesn't make mistakes. Like when he makes a mistake, it's huge. Cause it's like once a year almost. It yeah. Seems yeah. Like, so, or even that, like yeah. I think the <laughs> first, the la- when he DNF'd in spa, I want to say it was the first time in like three years that he'd even had a DNF. Mm-hmm. So, um, pretty crazy that, that it almost happened again. Unfortunately, I should say we did see him continue the race. So that was good. Uh, did also mm. sprinkle more drama in because without him making his run kind of through the field and looking for that first win, we wouldn't have really had that much drama. Um, and that's due to like the first, you know, quarter of the race where we saw Max really pull ahead. Uh, something we expected seeing him on pull. I kind of expected Charles to keep up with him. Like, I know they, uh, you know, one of the big problems in circuits like this for Ferrari is the degradation of the tires. And that really showed like they fell off so early. They never were really like challenging max out of that last yeah. corner they even backed the drs up zone up this year in zandvoort so there was more of a run and more of a chance for an overtake ferrari never really challenged max in the first stint which was something that i was really surprised about i don't know how you guys felt but like i was thinking that charles would definitely be a little closer especially given the pace that we saw them have the leading up to that to that uh, race but um, definitely did not challenge Max as much as we thought. It also doesn't really surprise me because, again, Max is just on another level right now. Um, and to see where he's going is uh, crazy. He's clearly headed to the second world title. And um, there's not much anyone can really do about it. Yeah. And with that said, another piece to this like overall story of this race was the fact that Red Bull keeps nailing their strategies and there, this was not an easy race strategy-wise. Like, there was a lot of opportunity for a different winner in this race. Obviously, we know that, like, right now, Max has the pace to be superior. But um, I'll go to both of you guys on this. Like, what do you guys feel? Obviously, this race, we saw two safety cars come out. We saw one for Yuki Tsunoda, who 
was one of the weirdest incidents ever where he came out of the pits or he went, he stopped on the track, was told the car was fine, came into the pits and then was sent back out in order to, and then another safety car came because he immediately, immediately he, he clearly knew there was something wrong with the car. And then after that, Valtteri Bottas, who's had a terrible year reliability wise, parks his car on the end of the straight. But what do you guys make of Red Bull strategy calls? Like we've seen it. I feel like all year really, where obviously you see this, that Max is driving at an all world level, but Red Bull's nailing their strategies. And this is like so important to, to a championship. So James, if you want to start like your team, obviously, but your guy, I mean, I should say not your team, but it's your guy. It's, it's almost like the one that they did recently with the, that second safety car, it was like, we're going to go on the faster tire. You give you track position, try to hold me back. Mm -hmm. That's they're just like, we know we're going to be faster. We're going to be quicker. It's up to you to be able to defend us. That's a perfect way to sum it and up. And it's just like, we'll give you those those grid spots, but like we're going to get the run up of you on the safety car. You, it's up to you now at this mm -hmm. point. And like, like they just have the pick of the litter almost. I would, what they, I would, they do at this point going forward. I, exactly. I'm going to direct it to you now, Varun, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tee you up with this one. Mm -hmm. James just made a point there, and I think the point is that Red Bull, it's easier to make good strategy calls when you know you're in the car that's faster, right? That's literally exactly what I was going to say. You yeah. took the words right out of my mouth. It's that they have the confidence that they can make strategy calls that might be a little bit more risky, knowing that they will always have the pace. That's something that's a guarantee, mm -hmm. that they will have the pace to even make up for a little bit of margin of error if they aren't you know, exactly on the dot with their strategy calls. So, or if they have a slightly slow pit stop exactly. or something. Exactly. So mm -hmm. they, they, they can afford to have that margin of error and still know that they'll likely come out in the position they want. So obviously the pace of the car is a big advantage, but I think, and also the fact that a lot of races, they are already out in front. So they, they don't need to make those difficult strategy calls, but when there are situations that they have had to make difficult calls, they haven't faltered. Like we've mm -hmm. seen situations where Ferrari's thrown wins away, even arguably this weekend where Mer Mercedes could have been on for a win. And they uh, ended up making it like at the time, not necessarily like it wasn't, as clear as like Ferrari that this was the wrong call, but it ended up being the wrong call. But yeah, well, I think too, like you say, so Max, let's take one of the first safety cars into consideration. Max already had enough of a lead where he saw the safety car come out and he could get his cheap pit stop, still come out in first. Mm -hmm. And then he was able to continue there. If he didn't already have that lead, that doesn't give you a possibility to have a cheap pit stop. And, mm -hmm. you know, like if you're only a second in front of the guy, but instead you're four, five, six, seven, eight yeah. seconds ahead. And then on the second safety car, you, you're making your opponent leave themselves out. So like, again, you're Red Bull, you've forced almost the hand of Mercedes to leave one of their cars out. That car happened to be Lewis Hamilton and they happened to pit Max Verstappen onto fresher tires Heading out of a safety car restart, deja vu. Yeah, I was gonna say deja vu. I was, from, deja I was saying that uh, Yuki was almost like a little Nic Nicholas Latifi from Abu Dhabi. Yeah, <laughs> well, Valtteri as well. Like yeah, Lewis's ex teammate yeah. ended up being the one on the second restart that parked the car there yeah. and brought out the full safety car because um, Yuki was just virtual. Yeah, yeah and then. Right. Uh, Valtteri was full and that literally gave Max the easiest overtake I would say even easier than Abu Dhabi like he had the slipstream oh, yeah. Lewis was on like 12 year 12 year <laughs> 12 <laughs> lap old tires she might as well have been 12 year by yeah. the end of the race because yeah you know the only other aspect to this is obviously we see then you know Max cruise ahead he cruises to an easy win dominant win again um, but we also see for the first time 
someone else other than Lewis Hamilton calling, you know, strategies from the car where George calls himself in Carlos Sainz esque mm-hmm. and says, give me these soft mm-hmm. tires and ends up nicking, you know, he ends up taking Lewis, overtaking Lewis, which was a really sketchy overtake if you guys oh, rewatch it. Oh, yeah. his Yeah, my stream cut out during that, so I didn't see it till after the race, and then I watched oh. it, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, Toto was definitely pooping well, That's himself. also some balls from George also to, like, call himself in and then make that overtake. Like, if he had made that call and then double DNF that team, that would have been, you know, 100%. a disaster. So, but all, all worked out in the end for him, but, yeah. I mean, that is... A- <laughs> ballsy for yeah, sure millimeters away from disaster exactly yeah. the the one thing i wanted to say about the whole the whole call i was talking about it with mattel earlier it was like mercedes if they co- needed to commit for that win which they did with lewis i feel like they just need to almost sacrifice george in that instance to give him that protection i feel like they and, were more comfortable doing that with valtteri though than they are yes. with george right yeah 100 george, george also made the call himself so it's like they had to react in that moment and say like no stay out yeah. right yeah, it's just like, and that's obviously so, so much shit that's going on in their minds mm-hmm. and, and, and on the, the pit wall and stuff. But it's just like, their best opportunity to win was leave them both out. You needed both of them out for a chance of either of them to win, protecting each other. Mm-hmm. Leaving just Lewis unprotected, it was literally just like a flashback of Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Where I also think, I, I don't know if you just said mm. this because I was just thinking, and if you do, I apologize, but they would have probably both been overtaken. Oh, yeah. If they both stayed mm-hmm. out. But it was their best chance their best of chance, the yeah. win. For sure. So that's the one thing I was going to say was that it was their best opportunity to win, keep them both out. But obviously, as soon as George makes that audible, mm-hmm. says, I'm going in the pits. Like, it's almost over any chance they had with Lewis. Yeah. Like, it's done. He's going well, to sink like a rock. It's similar to, it's similar to Carlos's first win in Silverstone where mm-hmm. yeah, no, he's exactly, like, stop, yeah. stop trying to tell me to hold guys yeah. back. I'm on a fresh set of tires. I'm overtaking Charles. I'm getting yeah. this win. If you make me fight with this Mercedes, or I think it was a Mercedes behind, then I'm not going to, we're not going to win this race. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, for me, for me, it's like the best. One of the best things a driver can do is take his fate into his own hands. Because as someone that's now an avid F one manager, twenty twenty <laughs> manager, I know that no matter what you call in the pit lane, it's up to the driver to make the gains in real life, or not in real life because it's a video game. On but the circuit, on the circuit, yeah. like you can only do so much if. Like right now I'm being McLaren's manager and I still have Daniel Ricardo in because I don't want to pay the exit fee for his contract. <laughs> so I'm like making I'm like trying to put him on good strategies. He still finishes most of the time unless Sorry, it rains. Oscar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Oscar. Didn't even hire you. Um, so but like that's the end of the day. You can make whatever strategy calls you want, but if the driver isn't comfortable with it or like if the driver wants a different call, then they should be able to do that. So mm-hmm. I think it's like it should almost be like I don't want to say 50-50. I almost want to say like 55 towards the driver and 45 towards the team. Like the driver should have a little bit more of like say as to what's going on because they're the ones on the track, you know? Like I get that they can't see all the data and stuff. That's what I was going to say. The devil's advocate side is they don't have all the information. Yeah, true. That's where the pit wall comes in, where they can see everything. They can hear all the other team's radio comms. Yeah, it's true. they, They have other info that the driver's kind of almost like uh, in a vacuum like mm-hmm. they're they're in their cockpit that's all they see yeah. but they they know the car the best they know what they need to get further up so For sure. that's where they can pull those audibles which yeah. which I love to see like like you said got Carlos a win got George P2 yeah. like it wouldn't have happened if they didn't make those calls for themselves so yeah. at the end of the day it's like obviously they want the team to win 
but the drivers want them their own personal positions to yeah. be higher than their teammates. And, and it's so. also like the margin of so we go back to the point of Verstappen make uh, and and Red Bull making good calls and having that margin of error. When a when a team that's like in a in a shoes of McLaren or Ferrari this year makes a call, it's even more important to be the right call because mm-hmm. you don't have that margin of error, right? You can't so, make a mistake. Yeah, exactly. It has to be the right move. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and you can also like, if you make a move and it's the right call, your gains are that much higher mm-hmm. than if you're making the call as a, a Red Bull who's already the fastest car. But if it's the wrong, it's even more so. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's the amplifying effect of it. Exactly. Yeah. So super interesting. And again, just like strategies that come into this sport, why we, we love watching it so much is because yeah. all those little Always split, split sections, split, split second decisions. Even how much AWS says at the beginning <laughs> of it is. So you pit at this one, you pit at this, uh, this lap. No, it's not no. that easy. AW, AWS. Not that easy. That's just a sponsorship thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that kind of touches on everything there in the top part. Obviously, there was a lot of frustration for Lewis when it happened, but afterwards, you know, every- a lot of frustration. Holy, one hundred percent. But he sounded off on the radio. Yeah, I, and then he was just back to earth when he got yeah, out yeah. Of the, like his interviews afterwards he was just so apologetic he's like i don't know what the hell happened to me in there i almost like blacked out yeah yeah inside the car. well if there was any time for him to do something like that it would have been like abu dhabi as well but like oh, that, but wasn't that wasn't really his, his team's team. fault though that was team, yeah, yeah yeah it's true it's true but yeah i know it was also good to see that he wasn't too upset like afterwards um so yeah everything was good there um, and obviously he doesn't hold anything against george or anything he was still congratulating george for his p2 and so. again george made the right move yeah, for sure he did. And if it was Lewis, who's to say that he wouldn't have made that call as well mm-hmm. to be that way? So uh, anyway, I think one thing to take away from it is that we have two drivers in Mercedes now that we, if we didn't already talk about this before, they're both there and they're both like ready. Oh. They're able to fight. They're like, um, you know, they're almost like equally in the team, right? Like there's not... They, a, they can beat each other on any given weekend. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a 50-50. Exactly. And it's like 1A, 1B, so... Um, yeah, we just, it's nice to see that for sure. Yeah. Um, do, do, do what else we got going here? So that kind of touches the one thing I'll say is Lewis dropping to P4 is unfortunate. He still deserved a podium there. Tough to see him drop Charles with Nick's a P3. He definitely deserved a podium. Yeah. Charles's first podium for, I want to say like, he's only been on the podium twice in the last like seven or eight races. So, so tough to see, but good to see him back there. I honestly hope Ferrari gets a podium this weekend as well. When we talk about that. So, uh, should be good. And not just because I bet on it. Exactly. And <laughs> not just because of that. Exactly. And they, they got the yellow going this weekend Yo, for Monza, which that, looks, oh, yeah, that looks, looks nice. Damn nice. Um, so, yeah, moving down the grid, there wasn't too much other drama that really went on. We already talked about the DNFs, the major DNFs here. Uh, we had Checo come home P5, who's, again, doing a steady job in that second driver role there. Uh, Fernando Alonso continues his good form oh, with a P6. He's so good. He's so good. I wish I could have. we could have been fans in the early 2000s when he was on his heyday yeah. oh i also think his fire is still there as much as oh, lewis yeah. as much as lewis is honestly like he's ready if to not more like lewis has seven championships fernando has a one since what is it 2006 yeah. like this man's hungry and he also got his like last good chance at a title nicked by rookie lewis so yes kind of yeah, yeah exactly more there. this man is famished okay yeah. he has not eaten since 2006 yeah, okay, Lewis, uh, Lewis is like, okay, I got something stolen from me last year. I, I think year. it's after 2006. I think 06 was, uh, it was, was it Kimmy, was, wasn't it? Or was 07? 07 was Kimmy because that was Lewis's Was it not 09, Fernando? 
Oh nine was Jensen Button and Jensen Braun. Oh yeah, the Braun. Anyways, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while, while. A long um, time. Yeah. And this man is old as hell. He's in his forties and he looks on point. Yeah, he's it's insane how good he is. And he's a treat to watch, honestly. He's yeah. uh he's so aggressive I, and I, fun to watch. Every so. race I, I just respect him more and more. It's insane how good he is. Yeah, he's and really, it's a shame that he didn't he hasn't been able to win another title since. Yeah, I mean the fact that he's still in the sport too is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like the longest tenure in this in motor racing like this. So uh continuing to watch him. It'll be cool to see him in the green next year, see how far he can take that yeah. team as well. So uh, good. Obviously, if anyone was going to take Vettel's spot, it's really cool to see another double world champion or like an actual world champion in there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, got to got to give a shout out to Lando as well, coming on P six uh, after uh, a race that you know he started and he was competitive in. Um, Carlos comes in P eight after a nightmare of a race. We got to talk about his race real quick. <laughs> Absolute nightmare of a pit stop. Two pit stops were both nightmares. Ends up getting an unsafe release penalty on the second one. His first one was like... Ferrari thought they were driving a tricycle. Unbelievably bad. They left their gun out, so Checo ran over it in the first one. It was just unbelievable. It's just It was Carlos's turn to get screwed, <laughs> yeah, and he got screwed. So <laughs> P8 after a time penalty. Um, I don't... There's not too much else to say. It was just in a classic embarrassment. We've talked enough about it this year. This is a compound of errors. Yeah. Ridiculous, and yeah. I was not the first time, not say, the last time. When Valtteri was parked at turn one, mm. I was shocked that Carlos didn't get anything. Yeah, overtaking into that yellow flag, hundred percent. I like that was a bad look. That was balls. And I mean, yeah. like he, like, I saw from his onboard, he couldn't even see the car until he pulled over and committed to the move. Yeah. So like, I don't blame Carlos at all, but like, it was a bad look from our point of view. Like it was. seeing the full. Uh, like start finish stretch there agreed like, yeah that, that and he didn't get a penalty for it i don't think so no, i think he gave the position back but i don't even know if it was a, a matter of like giving the position back as much as it's like that's a dangerous, oh, yeah. dangerous yeah, yeah yeah like obviously there's a lot like he wasn't going full speed or anything but there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong yeah there, so. so like he said it was just his turn to get fucked by ferrari yeah and then he's obviously frustrated too right like mm-hmm. makes that overtake it's again i'm fresh in the head I remember watching Monza today from last year and seeing Max having the 12 second pit stop. He was so mad about that, trying to get back through the field and then ends up like, like going over top of Lewis in, in an aggressive move at turn one, right? Like he could have probably waited until the DRS zone and overtook Lewis on fresher tires, but he goes through there and it's like, again, like split second decisions, a, a moment of aggression. Carlos probably had that there, obviously, the, the outcome of those two different things like one's like a title battle and one's uh you know not really a title battle but just again like you everything happens so fast and faster than in any other sport right like you're going so fast um and even under a yellow flag that's the thing is like we see we see penalties for like speeding under a yellow flag and like practice and this guy like literally overtook someone right beside yeah. Valtteri so yeah definitely interesting to see Bad look I think they were also like handing out his penalty and they're like, okay, this is enough. Like, let's get him on one thing. You know, he's going to hurt. He's going to end up hurting. Um, But yeah, so he ends up P8 with the penalty. Uh, Esteban P9. He's had a solid year again. Like Alpine's just been really solid. Uh, Lance ends up holding on to the last position for a point. He has four points. All they're all P10. P10. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what it is. Uh, Classic. Good old, good Canadian feller. He doesn't, he'd say sorry if he got too many points. Oh, so, sure, he didn't yeah. need to take that one from you. Exactly. Uh, Pierre with a race into 11th. Um, 
and then kind of just the regular customers, Albin, Mick, Vettel, uh, Magnuson. I do want to mention one little cool little moment. We had Mick and Vettel battling for mm, whatever yeah. P14, but there was some nice racing yeah. and through the middle yeah. sector. They had some really nice racing and there. props for uh, Kevin to actually stay in the race. Oh, yeah. yeah he smacked the barrier. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's his, his, he's done. I don't know what. Maybe, like, Haas just built a tank of a Man, car. But, like, like, most cars we see, we they hit the barrier and it's, like, fall apart everywhere. Maybe so. after Nikita last year, they had to put some reinforcements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They just built a stronger car. Like, we don't care about aero. We just need it to be strong. Yeah, just build something that can take a brunt just of an impact. Even after dude. Mick in the first part of the year, he was running yeah, in that yeah, too. So fuck that crash he had in uh, Saudi. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And then he had one in Monza or uh, Monaco that was really bad as yeah. well. Oh, yes, that's uh, right. So, yeah, I mean, that kind of touches the basis of this race. It was... I'd say a pretty decent race compared to what I thought we were going to get on the Sunday. Like we had a little bit of drama. I would have yeah. loved to see a little bit more of, uh, you know, Max having to really work for the win. I think yeah. he was gifted the first virtual safety car, which gifted him the lead. For, so the first stint was essentially easier for Max. Yeah, it to was get shaping through. up that, that, that little middle part of the race really looked like it was going to be a stinker. Yeah. And then I got a little spicy. Yeah. At the instead, end. Of, exactly. instead of just having, Ferrari looked like they have a chance to be on for the win and then throwing it away. We got to see Mercedes look like they're on for a win and still kind of blow it, but not to the extent that Ferrari has been. So, yeah. I mean, like you like you guys said, it was at least some entertainment. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, definitely shaped up to be something good. I would, I would do like a, a three and a half out of five. I agree with you on that one. I, I, I think I would probably round down. up to four just because of like what we expected, like the racing yeah. in Zambia. Yeah. Yeah. I would have actually, you know what? I'll turn it back down to three and a half because the qualities was way less dramatic. And I kind of look at the weekend as a whole when I rate it. Mm-hmm. So I would have loved to see what we actually would have seen on that last of the quality lap. Sergio mm-hmm. kind of took the half star mm-hmm. out of it for me. Um, yeah, definitely, well, definitely. The titles, pretty much the race is over. Max is going to win. Red Bull's going to win. There's a lot of still obviously really good racing to go on. And that's where I just want to touch on real quick before we end the episode. Monza, what kind of magic are we going to see? We'll just make some fun predictions because... I feel like Monza is just a time where we could see some magic. And realistically, unless we see a Max Verstappen DNF, he's going to win this race. Yeah, he's the heavy um, favorite. He's going to win this race, but like comfortably, like their car on these kind of circuits, really no one's even close. Uh, the philosophy of this car compared to the other ones is just unbelievably different. Um, so, you know, that would be the obvious choice. Um, let's just get a couple spicy takes before we get to... to um, Monza tomorrow. We start practicing tomorrow, and then we watch the fa- my favorite circuit anyway. So, does anyone have anything off the top of their head? Or maybe if you want a spicy take, I'll give it to you. We Did- said it before we started recording, but I think Danny Ricardo. Oh baby, <laughs> with his future in F one looming, he just takes another win. He's like, you know what? Why not? Last year there was obviously a build up to it. Do we have a sprint this weekend? I don't think so. I think we had it last year. No, I don't no, think it's so. Brazil. And we, we had one. it in. Uh, we had one. I feel in... like I would have heard about it if if it was. Could yeah, be the case. I, I don't think so. I've... I know we did last year though, but I don't think there is one there here anyway. Let me double check. Um, but anyways, I think like I was saying. I mean, we said spicy. Let's be real. Um, he's not gonna win, but if he does, at least he'll be on record that I said it. You exactly. Know, be probably yeah. that'll be the biggest storyline of the season. <laughs> it has to. Is Rumental called <laughs> this guy who's like out of a contract? He's been racing like dog poo. We thought last year when he went to Monza, he, it would be the start of something you know a bit better for him. Oh. And it's just been the opposite. So okay, so we had one in Imola, we had one in Austria, and we're gonna have one in Brazil. So Brazil. we will okay, not yeah, have one time, this yeah. weekend. Um, so I, I for some reason I, th- I had figured it was Imola, but 
Um, so yeah, I mean, that would be epic to see. I don't think this McLaren car is even close to as no. good as it was last it year. Be, yeah. And I actually, again, I watched the race today that they dominated that race. A lot of people think like there was a, you know, obviously Max didn't get a chance to come back through the field, yeah. but even in those opening laps where Max was behind Daniel, like Daniel's car and he was fast, like yeah. they were they were out front and even they a lot of people like in the media especially made it up to be that like lando was really pushing and could have given daniel a rant run from his money and kind of they could have swapped them or whatever daniel was comfortably in front mm-hmm. for yeah. that race like that was a win for him for he sure just managing his tires doing his thing oh yeah. he did the per- and, and he got a fastest lap on the last, on the last lap, lap. yeah a cracking lap yeah too. so um for me i'll go you know i think Again, I think that this circuit, Power Hungry, uh, I think that Red Bull and Max are going to do perfectly fine. Um, However, I would love to see one of the Ferraris take the win. Uh, Something that this year, like, obviously at the start of the year, I think we thought, like, oh, that wouldn't be too big of a thing. But the domination we've seen from Max these last few races and, and obviously the heartbreak we've seen for Ferrari, let's get some kind of magic this year for Ferrari. Let's get... Carlos or Charles winning this race, um, I think that would be epic. So I'll go with Carlos just because he's my boy, but I think and, he's also yeah. had a better form and Charles lately. Charles also won in Monza too. So well, you and spread the love a little. Bit. Also, Carlos, um, Carlos got his turn to be fucked by Ferrari last weekend, so he's gonna have a good weekend this weekend. Exactly. <laughs> they have to alternate, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's what they say to the drivers. Don't worry, we'll fuck you next weekend. Yeah, exactly. James, but the mine's not gonna be race related. It's gonna be quality related. Okay. Lewis Hamilton with the new power unit. Coming in this weekend, I think he's going to be. He's going. I'm going to call it fast. Are they taking penalties? For they're that? taking penalties. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think that you're going to try and maximize the grid position. He's going to be fastest. He's not going to be pole position because he's going to be taking some. Oh some wow! Steps back, but he's wow. He's going to be fastest in Monza on Saturday. Damn. All right. That's what I think is going to happen. I like that. I like the first and, time James backs Lewis in a long time. In a long time. Yeah. I think. First of all, oh, sorry, not I think. I'm looking forward to seeing the mini skirt rear wings coming out. The nice, delicious oh, little, yeah. little low drag. That's all I want to see. And one last comment. Watch the speed trap. Rest in peace, Elizabeth. Oh, yes. Rest yes. in peace, Queenie. Queen, your majesty. Yes, for sure. 100%. So hopefully Rest she blesses peace. Sir Lewis. One might, last time. might get a couple more tenths in Sir Lewis this mm-hmm. weekend. for, for Fastest me. lap in qualities Saturday Q3, Lewis Hamilton. Wow. Sir Lewis Hamilton. All right. I like it. We got our spread out of our things. I also want to say that if my take, I just want to end the episode on this. If my take is wrong and Ferrari have a nightmare of a weekend, huh. is Matteo Bonato's job at stake somewhere along the line? Someone has to get fired. Because <laughs> to me, his answers in the media every time something's gone wrong have been not good enough. Or brutal. I don't know if he's the man for the job at I Ferrari. Uh, so I'll leave the episode on that. I really think that we're looking at the downfall of Matteo. I think there needs to be somebody that's more assertive in that mm-hmm. role. They need um, a John Tortorella. They need, they need some accountability. Is they need, like, a total wolf, because, like, like yeah. stone-faced killer. Well, like, I like it. if they were in the title fight... That, they need meat. <laughs> if they were in the title fight, that performance by their mechanics last weekend would have been unacceptable. Like, the head yeah. mechanic would have need, needed to have been fired. Yeah, 100%. Like, or at least held accountable. But, I mean, obviously, they're kind of out of it now. So... Oh, you're right. Mattia, maybe it's uh, the language barrier. <laughs> Something the language can't... barrier. I guess the whole team's Italian too, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited for this weekend though, boys. We see Magic and Monza, so let's watch some Magic and Monza. 
And we'll be back next week to review it all for you as always. So thanks for your support. We're coming up on 50 episodes and we will see you in Monza. Ciao. Ciao. Arrivederci.